Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Welcome to another episode of the Splitting Hairs podcast, presented by Jackrabbit Illustrated. In this episode, the B team recaps the Missouri State game and discusses the upcoming Western Illinois game. Splitting Hairs podcasts are all presented by Drake's Place and Cottonwood Coffee, and are also sponsored by Shenanigans Pub and Culver's of Brookings in Watertown. Here's your hosts, Ben and Brendan. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in wherever you may be listening, whether it's the FCS Fans Nation YouTube, our YouTube, Jackrabbit Illustrated Facebook, or through any sort of different podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate it. I am Brendan with Chad and Ben as usual, but we do have our very special guest, beat writer for the Augers Leader, and one of the co-hosts of the Nobody's Listening Anyway podcast, Matt Zimmer. Uh, thanks for joining us, Matt. Really appreciate having you here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. You bet. So huge, huge game last weekend. Turned out pretty well for us. As Ben's just slamming Skittles like it's his job. <laughs> In the bottom corner. Again, they're supposed to be bad for you. Titanium dioxide. Titanium dioxide. That sounds like a cancer treatment. I don't know what you're worried about. That I think they use it to make paint whiter. Actually. See, it, it, Ben, you're white enough. Stop eating the Skittles. I'm not. It's it's olives <laughs> for my beer. Sure. And, and you wouldn't sure. know it by his playlist at the softball games. No, that's a that's a you know you show up. This is true. You know that's exactly what you expect when you're in small town South Dakota and you roll up. That is exactly what you expect to see playing on the softball field. So Very ben, true. start us off. What are we talking about today? Well, yeah, since you didn't share. Oh, like, like you guys follow my outline ever anyway. We can pretend that we do. You don't. Maybe we're doing something different this week. Look, Matt's here. Now what are we going to do? Uh, well, Matt's going to tell us. Did, did you go down to the game, Matt? I did not. Yeah. So you, you watch it from shenanigans, the, the best place to watch away games? Uh, I would have. Uh, but being that I finally had a, a weekend off. I guess it called a weekend off. I wasn't allowed to go on the trip. So I was like, well, I guess if you're not going to send me, I'll. So I went to the cities for the weekend with the family. So I was oh, there you go. mostly following on Twitter, following on uh, the, the online broadcast a little bit. Um, I kind of was only a little bit paying attention in the first half. And then when it was, I saw it was seven nothing at halftime and they had outgained them like, you know, 250 to 30. And then I started paying closer attention and, you know, was pretty much glued to my phone for the second half. Um, so I had a pretty good feel for what happened. And then obviously, you know, I've, uh, I talked to Stig yesterday. I talked to Zach Lujan today, kind of getting a, a little bit more of a, some background on what happened and, you know, obviously a huge win, you know, and it was, I'm sure for Jackrabbit fans kind of satisfying to see the Jacks ha- handle the game the way they did, you know, not just win it, but all the talk in the week about, Oh, this is the biggest game in Missouri state history. And there's going to be this crowd. And, you know, there was a little bit of a, a sense of, I think coming from down there that, well, the Jacks don't know what they're getting into. We almost beat Arkansas last week. And the more of that kind of stuff that I heard, the more confident I felt that South Dakota state was probably going to win the game. Um, and I think the way it played out makes that kind of obvious, you know, seeing that, Hey, this was not new to South Dakota state, you know, being in a top five matchup, being in a game that, you know, has some back and forth where you miss some opportunities where you have some adversity. And then also, you know, sort of hearing some of Missouri state's players comments after the game, you know, rather than really crediting the Jacks kind of trying to say, well, we beat ourselves and the Jacks aren't really that good. I mean, I think that kind of tells you all you need to know about that program and that they're probably not yet ready 
to, to make that next step. So uh, a, a huge win for SDSU and, you know, a, a well-timed one too, because now they kind of get a week. I mean, let's face it, Western Illinois is just not equipped to play with them right now. So I don't want to say it's a, a freebie, but obviously they're going to win this week and gives them a chance to build some momentum going into obviously the, you know, the, the two biggest games on their schedule coming up. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it definitely looked like a business trip for SDSU. Mm-hmm. You know, it was they they didn't panic when they, you know, we were missing field goals and we were only up by seven. We should have been up by, you know, two scores at least. Um, you, you could definitely tell that it, it's a seasoned team. Like they they are not – the stage isn't too big for them. And, and it, was, mm-hmm. it was a top, you know, five matchup. And they just – I don't know. They treated it like any other game, and it was it was good to see. Um, what was uh, Stig's uh, Stig and Luhan? You talked to them. Did they have any take on um, adjustment at all? Like, do they are they worried a little bit? I mean, I, you know, I, I guess because that's kind of the story from this game is like, well, you know, it could have been a bad thing if if it would have been a really close game. We would have looked back right. at those points and been like, man, you know, those were some points that that should have been on the board. Um, so. I guess what did they have anything to say about that? Not really. Stig was asked point blank about it, and he did what he usually does when a guy is coming off a bad game and says, you know, he's a winner. I believe in him. You know, he's going to get back on the horse. And, you know, that's true until it isn't, you know. And I think right. Hunter Dustman, so far, I think deserves the benefit of the doubt. You know, um, I don't know about you guys, but when he trotted out to try that. 45 yarder week one against Iowa. I wasn't feeling too good about his chances to make that. And he drilled it, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, okay. You know, this kid's got some confidence. Maybe they know what they're doing here, asking this guy to do all the jobs and it had gone well so far. And then, and then obviously, you know, a, a tough game here. Um, I think he's entitled to a mulligan, you know, and I think that's kind of how, how Stig is looking at it, especially since they won the game, but there's no question that when you miss three, um, you know, that makes you a little bit more on edge about it. And then you throw on top of it, the fact that they're already asking him to punt. They're already asking him to do, you know, so many other things you wonder at what point, and it could just be coincidence. You know, it could just be, he had a bad day and missed some kicks. His footwork was off, whatever. Um, but you, if it continues, then you have to start asking, are we asking too much of this kid? Mm-hmm. The thing is, I think part of the reason Stig has you know stood by Hunter one, like I said, I think he deserves it. But two, uh, some of the other kickers that they have on the roster right now, I don't know that they're better. I don't know that they're going to be in a better situation if they bring those guys in. So, you know, it's not it's not like the NFL where you can go, you know, check in the waiver wire for whoever's out there. This is who they got. And I think they, they probably wouldn't be asking Hunter Dustman to do all these jobs if it wasn't clear that he's the best guy. And right. The way I yeah. saw it is one was long, one was blocked. Right. Um, the other one wasn't real short. So, I mean, got to get some grace from me for sure. So. Well, yeah, like every kicker is entitled to a bad game. Two bad games, then you got a problem. Right. Yeah. Well, and like you said, when he after hammering that one in Iowa at forty-five yards, he trotted out for fifty. I was like, oh, he'll probably make this, especially watching <laughs> some of the ones he's kicked so far this year. I mean, he's hitting forty-plus yarders, and they look like they might clear the damn Dykehouse Center sometimes. <laughs> um, the the thing I'm curious to ask you, Matt, um, with the offense slow start, and then you could tell every week it was a little better and it's mm-hmm. getting a little better and it's a little better. Um, is it, is that, it's, it's, this is going to be a couple questions probably in one, because I guess I'm not good at asking questions, but um, is that something that you kind of could see might be the case in fall camp? And do you think that is more 
Mark Russ knocking off the rust or Coach Luan getting into the groove with his play calling at the same time, along with the offensive line didn't really look like it was fully gelled until mm-hmm. the Butler game-ish. I had a little bit of apprehension about the offense going into the season. Um, and then, you know, the Iowa game happened, and I think that knocked him a step back. You know, you, you play against a defense that good, and, and and let's face it, we're talking really good, you know, mm-hmm. FBS level top top defense. And on top of the fact, just what Iowa's punter did to them in that game, that just made it impossible. I mean, they just didn't have a chance. And it's funny, the conversation I had with Lujan this morning, after the Iowa game, Mark Gronowski made a point to say, hey, you know what? Playing a defense like that in an environment like that, that's only going to make us better. Mm-hmm. And that made sense at the time. But I think in the long run, I don't think it did make them better. I think it pushed them back. I think it was kind of like, oh, geez, we weren't able to do anything. You know, they had no field position. The offensive line wasn't really ready to go. They lose Tucker Craft in the first quarter, and he was going to be the focal point of that offensive game plan. Then you throw mm-hmm. in all these false start penalties. I mean, just – Everything went wrong. So when they came back the following game against Cal Davis, that could just as well have been the season opener all over again for the offense. I mean, they really kind of had to start over. And that game wasn't great either. But again, they didn't have Tucker Craft. Gronowski's rusty. They're still trying to figure out the right side of the offensive line. Um, they made do with what they had, and they won that game. Then against Butler, I mean, we all knew, okay, non-scholarship team, they should be able to beat them, and they did. But I don't think any of us were, were blown away by their offensive mm-hmm. performance in that game. But then, you know, Butler, I you know, I didn't really realize it until Zach told me today. He's like, Butler never blitzed on any of the film we saw, and then they blitzed 80% of the downs in that game. So just being able to put up 40 points, even if it was against a non-scholarship team, they felt like that was pretty good. So it's definitely been, a, as you mentioned, a week-by-week incremental improvement. But to, to your question about how, how have they got it on, on track and, and the different factors, Zach said specifically to me this morning, it's it's not one thing, it's all of it. It was me being a new coordinator and trying to figure out what to do. Mark coming off an injury and being rusty and taking a while to get going. Having some problems on the offensive line, first with injuries, then with penalties, then with just some inconsistency. Losing Tucker Craft and what that does to the game plan. If any one of those one things had been the only thing, they probably would have been all right. But the fact that all of it came together at once just made it really tough for them to get it going. And obviously they got it going this week. And when you do it against a team that's in the top five, a Valley opponent, that means a lot more obviously than doing it against Butler or somebody else. So Mm -hmm. I think their confidence is going to be way higher now. And again, Western Illinois, their defense is giving up 500 yards and 40 points a game. Uh, This is a chance for the Jacks to continue building on that momentum. Yeah. And I think it was, it was refreshing to see Mark kind of go off, you know, I mean, it was his career game so far. I mean, it's his best game he's had in his career. Um, and it was, it's almost, it was almost quiet. Like it wasn't like it, he kind of accumulated it as the game went on. There weren't like those big plays or whatever. And so it didn't seem like a lot, but then you look at the stat sheet and it's like, wow, he, he dominated that game. And it's, uh, I mean, it was needed. I think Missouri state kind of said, you know what, you're going to, if you're going to beat us, it's going to be through the air. They were stuffing the box. They were making sure we weren't getting any, too many yards with Isaiah Davis. Um, and so, Mark, I mean, it was awesome to see him really take over a game and, uh, and you know, uh, lead us to victory because it's, you know, he came on towards the end of his freshman year, but his, his whole freshman year, we kind of said, well, you know, he's got some work to do as a passer. Um, and I think he's showing now that he's kind of knocked that rust off that he's he's got that. Like he's, 
he's developed as a passer and he's ready to kind of lead this team from that standpoint. Yeah. And I think seeing how he, you know, is developing that rapport with the receivers. I mean, it's always great when you see those box scores where, Oh, the quarterback was 25 of 40 and he connected with 11 different receivers. That's great. But I also like the games where, your three top receivers all have six, seven, eight catches because those are the guys mm-hmm. you want to get the ball to. And this particular box score, I think Mark had 22 completions. One of them was to Isaiah Davis, and then the rest of them were to the Yankees and Zach Hines. And especially seeing Zach Hines have a game like that. Um, you know, I covered a ton of Zach's games in high school, and I said it on our other podcast the other day. He was the best high school wide receiver I've ever seen. And I say wide receiver because that's pretty much how Washington used him. And he just hasn't had a chance to break out yet at SDSU, obviously partly because he's sharing the field with Tucker Craft. We saw sometimes in the first couple of games where he was open and they didn't get it to him. It seemed like they were trying to he's, – he's not the same kind of tight end as Tucker Craft. They're both good receivers. They're both NFL caliber guys, but in different ways. And it looked like I – mean, obviously, again, I didn't see every play of the game, but they're starting to figure out, okay, if this is how we can get Tucker involved, here's how we can get Zach Hines involved. And for him to have a, a seven-catch, 120-yard game, that might have been surprising to some people. It certainly wasn't to me because – uh, we saw him do that all the time here in Sioux Falls, and he can continue to be that kind of player for him. Yeah, when I watched that game, I said, you know, after this last game, they decided to use him like Tucker Craft and fill that role, and he didn't just do it. He really excelled at it, and that's exciting to see, and also at the same token makes you wonder why we didn't try that a couple of games ago. But, I mean, we it's, were, it's we tough to go out. It. It's, tough for, it's tough to go out and ask at a – your, the guy who's behind, you know, Tucker Craft to go do what that guy does. But I thought he did amazing. He looked really good at it. And thought I thought he looked a lot more fluid almost in his route running and things like that than he has in the past sometimes. So that that's huge. Um, so it sounds like that's something you can see him filling probably the entirety of the time that Tucker's gone. And I also didn't realize until uh, Zach told me, Mike Morgan, who I'm sure you guys heard them talking up all through camp, uh, mm-hmm. The ability that he has that we haven't really seen, uh, he was hurt a lot in the first couple games. So they went from having three great tight ends to essentially having just one. And right. it's not so much that Zach isn't capable of being an 11 personnel tight end, but that wasn't what they had set up. We just talked about they spent all the you know preseason having tons of 12 personnel, even some 13 personnel, having all three of those guys on the field at the same time. And it just was tough to, oh, geez, now we got to shuffle everything around and do this stuff. And, and it that, that set him back a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it it makes you wonder, like, if they purposely were trying to feed the ball to Hines this game, because, I mean, we were kind of calling for that. Like, I mean, we need to get the ball up the seam, uh, work the middle of the field with Hines. I mean, he's got that tight, but, like, it's he's so tough to guard. It was almost frustrating seeing them not throw to him more, especially in that UC Davis game. It's like, why are we not utilizing him a little more? Um, but, so, I mean, that was that was real nice to see, and I, you kind of wonder if that was a part of the game plan. Mm-hmm. Well, so you can do it now. Yeah. Zim, with, with this defense that we've got going here, they have been incredible. I mean, I don't care how bad Iowa's offense was when you're starting defending a Power 5 Big Ten team at the 50 all game and you only give up three points. That's incredible. Um, and every game after, outside of really playing prevent defense and letting Cal Poly short throw themselves back into the game, um, I think this defense has been just Im- shockingly good. I don't think I expected them to be this good. Um, 
Is this one of the best? Def- is this the best defense that they've had since this playoff run has started? From what you've seen, um, I don't know. It's hard to say or, or compare them, because I mean, they think I think they're the most surprising so far. And right. you know, I think any of those players would tell you that that pisses them off to hear you say that about them, um, <laughs> which is fine, and that's kind of Probably. Jimmy Rogers' personality. Um, but geez, you know, Logan Backus was a five-year starter. He's gone. Um, you know. Tolu, Thomas Stacker, Crockett, all those guys on the defensive line that they lost. Um, Don Gardner's in the NFL. You know, Michael Griffin's a good player. They lost a bunch of really good guys in the defense. So when people are saying, geez, we, you know, we're surprised by this defense or we thought it might take them a little longer or whatever, like that's not insulting anyone. That's just saying, hey, you lost a lot of good players. And uh, the biggest thing for me was kind of, okay, how's the secondary going to look? And then also, is the D-line going to be able – to keep that big rotation that they've used in the last couple of years, because you guys know you've been watching this team long enough. Um, when they first got into this playoff dynasty run, wherever, where I was like, okay, we can kind of count on being a playoff team every year. The Jacks had great skill players. They were not anywhere close to North Dakota state or some of those better teams up front on both sides of the ball. Jason Eck came in and really rebuilt that offensive line. And then whether it was Christian Smith or Clint going back to him or, or just the whole defense, Jimmy, whatever that defensive line, I think they recognized, Hey, it's tough to get four, you know, all conference NFL caliber dudes that you can just throw out there on every single play. But what you can do is get eight or 10 who are really, really good. And if you're moving those guys around the other teams, old line, they don't sub those same five guys are out there all the time. And boy, we saw how well that worked for them in 2021 in both the spring season and the fall. But again, with those guys that they graduated, you wondered, are they going to be able to do that again? Are enough of those guys going to be able to pick up the slack that they can keep playing seven or eight? Because Christian Smith admitted to me before the season, he's like, if enough guys can't play at that level, there might be games where we only play five or six guys because, hey, we got to win. We got to have our best guys out there. But I think, you know, the Jared DePriest and some of these other guys that are stepping up, they're good enough to where it's like, hey, we can do this again. We can play eight, nine, ten guys on the D-line, and that just makes such a difference. And I think that's where it starts. Then at linebacker, I mean, Jimmy Rogers would tell you nothing against Logan Backus or going back Christian Roseboom, any of the guys that they've lost over the years. They, at any given time, are so deep at linebacker. I mean, they've mm-hmm. got guys on their twos and their threes that would start at other places. So I'm not surprised that that part of it, especially, you know, Stallberg goes down or they move him around, you know, it doesn't matter. They're, they're kind of, you kind of knew they were going to be set there. The defensive line has really picked it up. And I've been impressed with the secondary too, especially with all the injuries, the guys who have stepped in at safety mm-hmm. have done a nice job. And other than a couple of breakdowns for some big plays, the corners have done a nice job too. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, and the one thing I, I mean, it's been impressive seeing so many injuries and uh, just not skipping a beat. Um, it's, yeah. it's been amazing. Um, and that's credit to our recruiting. Um, it's credit to the coaching. Um, the one thing I do like about our defense is just, they have that, they have an attitude to them and they, they've got into a couple penalties yeah. because of it, which, you know, I'm sure Stig doesn't like, but it's fun to watch and it's, it's intimidating for other teams. I mean, you see like we hit hard. And we are all all around the ball all the time. And so it's just – it's a fun defense to watch, honestly. I think what they did to Jason Shelley on Saturday kind of speaks for itself. Um, obviously, they hadn't seen him play for a couple of years, and who knows, that could have helped the Jacks as much as Missouri State. But dual-threat quarterbacks are really tough to handle. 
And he's a guy who had done it in the air and with his feet. And I asked some of the defensive players before the game, you know, Hey, it's been a while since you've played a guy like this, or at least that's this good as a dual threat guy. And didn't matter who I talked to. They were kind of like, and okay. You know, yeah, he can run (laughs) big deal. We're good. We're going to chase him down and we're going to stop him. We're not that worried about it. And I kind of thought like, geez, are, are, are they being arrogant or, do they not quite realize how good this guy is or are they right? Are they just that good? And his longest run of the game was 11 yards. So the fact that they were able to contain his running ability that well and hold him to what 180 yards on 30 passes with a couple of picks. I mean, they made the guy look pretty ordinary. And I think that's a big statement about how good that defense is. Yeah. Well, with the, with the amount of injuries that we have in the secondary and you know, because the secondary was kind of the weakness of this defense last year. Um, how much of the the secondary being able to step up and play as well as they have has to do with young guys developing compared to um, Jimmy taking over the reins of the defense all the way? I've wondered that, and I'm not sure. You know, I thought Brian Bergstrom was a great coach. I'm sure, certainly not, right. you know, of the opinion that they're better off without him or anything. But um, I have wondered, you know, part of it is, you started to see at the end of last year, uh, some of their younger guys in the secondary were really good. You started seeing Dallas Beanham, uh, Stephen Arell, some of those guys, Colby Horder, making plays and kind of going, geez, maybe this guy should be playing a little bit more. And, and you know, in fairness to Don Gardner, he was hurt all last year. He broke his arm and played half the season w- with, a, with a cast on his arm. He wasn't as good last year as he could have been. If he had been fully healthy, that probably would have made a big difference. Um, so I just think, you know, they've still got some, some veterans there. I think Malik Lofton's done a nice job as the veteran of that group. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not the most athletic, fastest guy back there necessarily, but he does a good job and he brings some leadership to that room. And I just think the depth they have at safety and some of the talent they have at cornerback, it's just a nice mix. I, I, I like mm-hmm. how they've sort of, especially at corner, you know, it's tough for a young corner because you get burned, you get beat. And then it's kind of like, Oh geez, you know, and I think they did a good job of, of working some of those corners in slowly, you know, giving them a little bit and then pulling them back to make sure they didn't weren't putting too much on their plate. That seems to have worked well because guys like Dyshawn Gales and, and Dallas Beanham and NRL, like I said, it seems like the more, every time they give them a little bit more playing time, it seems like they're ready for it. Yeah, no doubt. Um, before we let you go here, I was going to get your take on uh, Dustin asked it earlier. He asked, is the special teams the the only thing holding this from being from a uh, from a championship team? And I don't know whether it's special teams or anything else. What do you think? What do you think this team needs to do to be a championship team? Um, well, I think on special teams, he must be referring to kicker because I think the rest of their special teams. I would think so. Solid. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Hunter's a good punter. The return game has shown signs of being better, and I think they've always had pretty good coverage units. Yeah, that makes me a little nervous just because uh, Chase Vinatieri, you know, his senior year struggles notwithstanding, you always felt pretty good about him in clutch situations. Cole Fromm, I think, established himself the same way. Um, And I think we're kind of feeling that way about Hunter until last week. So like I said, you know, at the moment, give him a mulligan and assume he's going to get back on the horse and 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 assume he's going to be fine if if there are struggles there then then yeah that's maybe something you have to worry about a little bit as far as you know what does this team need to do i mean i'll give you the same answer i've been giving you for five years take care of business in the regular season you know you don't have to go undefeated but you can't go eight and three and last year was the better best example of of that that we've ever seen because they went eight and three and you know kind of limped into the playoffs and then went on this crazy run where they went you know, crisscross across the country, all these 
road trips. And that was impressive and it was fun and it was historic and memorable and all those things. But I don't think anyone was surprised when they got to Montana state that they were just out of gas. You know, it's too much to ask to do that. And if you don't want to do that again, you can't blow a 20 point lead against Southern Illinois. You can't, you know, lay an egg against Northern Iowa, whoever it's going to be, you know, I'm like I said, I'm not saying they have to win them all. Um, but you can't drop that one or two games that you just can't lose, have that knock you to a lower seed, or as is the case last year, not even a, a seed at all. It's just really tough to get to Frisco by that route. So what's your season outlook at this point? What are you what are you predicting at the end of the regular season? What do you think we're setting? I'm putting them on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think they're going to lose at least one more game. And, yeah. I, and and like I said, I think it's a little bit too much to ask for someone to run the table in the Valley. Um, but if they can get through it with, I know I just said you can't go eight and three, but what I really meant was three losses in conference play. Um, if, if they lose two conference games, where does that leave them? Obviously that depends on, you know, what happens with some other teams, you know, is North Dakota state a little vulnerable? They lost. I mean, I don't think any of us expected them to lose to Arizona. And then, you know, USD gave them a game last week. So, Maybe this is the year that there's some parity and you can, you know, be a top seed with two losses. Uh, I don't think the Jacks lose more than two games, and I wouldn't be surprised if they only lost one more game. And if that's the case, they're going to be right where they need to be. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough not to look ahead a couple of weeks to that NDSU matchup, but obviously it's huge, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's the difference of us having to go potentially through Fargo mm-hmm. or them potentially having to come to us. Um, obviously there's a couple of games we got to take care of, uh, between now and then, but, um, I mean, that, that matchup just looms so large and, you so know, does USD though, too, uh, yeah. got to get that monkey off. The uh, we do have to get that yeah. one off, but being at home and being the way that that game ended last year, I'm confident in that one. Um, but, you know, looking at the rest of the season, obviously that NDSU game's huge. Um, so yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, do you think, so we're actually, Brendan, myself and Chad are going to take a bus up there with a bunch of people, I guess. And we're going to do a podcast on site there. So if you're, if you're looking to hop on the podcast again, I'm sure we'll be in the tailgate lot doing a live podcast. There. We're going to be in uh, the Buffalo Wild Wings across the stadium. They might be getting some kegs. Uh, they're going to have a tent outside. Uh, we got this up and we'll talk about it more one yeah. day. We is that a two o'clock kickoff? I think it. it is a two o'clock kickoff. If yep. I get there early enough, I'll stop by. Hell yeah! It says on here two thirty, but even better. Matt, you know, <laughs> yeah. Again, terribly not not to look too far ahead, but we don't know if we'll have you on again before then. So we wanted to let you know about that. So yeah. Well, uh, not to take up. We, we don't want to take up too much of your time. We respect your time. We appreciate you having me on. Um, Anything else you got before you take off? No. Thanks for reading, guys. Thanks for watching. I always enjoy it. You guys do good work. Thanks. Hey, appreciate thanks for it. coming on. Thank you, Matt. We appreciate what you do too, Matt. Keep All up right, the great work. Yes, we do. See you Saturday. Right, thanks. See you Saturday. So, uh, everybody, that's Matt Zimmer from the Argus Leader. Get a subscription to the Argus. It's not that much money. Jesus oh, yeah. Christ. The next motherfucker who comes at me with a, <laughs> it's $120. Kiss my ass. Okay. It's 10 bucks a month. Jesus. And wet. If you get, Re- reel it in, reel it in a little if, bit, bud. Sorry. <laughs> ever, ever. Is dad listening? Jesus. Well, anyways. 
<laughs> Ben's son, <laughs> obviously. My, my kids <laughs> oh, that's right. Is that that was the elephant in the room we need to address? Is this that is, actually is my kid? Son? Yeah, he wants to know Did if you... we can win it all, and I say yes, we can. <laughs> Did you go? And name your son's YouTube account <laughs> Ben's son? No, I think he must have done that. I don't know how it ended up that way, but I was when it uh, came like because I knew he was gonna watch it, and when it came up, I was like, Oh, that that's my kid. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we uh, keep right. it just a little more uh, professional when there is a professional in our midst. Yeah, so like exactly. Will had a question for you. Will yeah, I know Siller, Will Siller here. Will Siller Will Siller, Will Siller for life. We know. And, and uh, we definitely don't know it's pronounced Siler. It's definitely Siller. <laughs> I think he's probably off by now. Anyway. No, when I heard uh, Matt Frazy say that, that was just I know hilarious. I bought rolled over. The best. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, uh, I was like, no, actually, I believed him for a second. I was like, wait Siller? a minute, is it really Siller? Siller? And I didn't. I thought it was a it right? joke. I was like. Everybody said Siler for so long. Like Matt right. obviously knows it's Siler, right? <laughs> right. Uh, apparently, he just misspoke. Right. Yes, so to Aaron's point: uh, the yes. artist does run promos, and like all you have to do is sign up for a promo. It's like yeah, like two dollars for six months or something like that. They'll send and, them while you're still subscribed for crying out loud. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, yeah. And they're like, oh, like, by the way, you can resub for like a dollar for 10 I'm months. It's like, I guess we do. For a year. <laughs> well, and if we don't support, if we don't support the Argus, we're not going to have a guy like Matt around covering. Our right. Exactly. Let's right. be honest, because we do are support the team them. that supports them and reads the articles, we get better coverage. So. We absolutely do. We wouldn't mm-hmm. have Matt on our beat. He'd be on the USD beat or covering everything if he didn't get the following he does from SDSU fans. So keep it up. So if he I wasn't on our beat, faces. would that make Don't say him... the words I said. Just curious about that. I, I can't I can't wait to clip your <laughs> my kids emoji. I'm gonna I'm gonna clip it and send it to clip. Matt. Yeah, so clip your subscribe to the Emmer F and at at Matt Z. That's yeah. great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, for those who can't read, Dustin Helton says, I was gonna change my name to Brendan's illegitimate child. Yeah. <laughs> uh for sure. That's yeah, good. So uh man, we got a uh bobcat fan in the chat so um yeah ron joins us quite often actually yes he does every week yeah he does and we appreciate you listening ron thanks man um on that note we should take a moment for our uh title sponsors cottonwood coffee and bistro and now he's just throwing faces to see what we do like ben you made your son is he still throwing faces (laughs) apologize make him feel better him they're on screen Um, Cottonwood Coffee and Bistro uh, in Brooklyn, South Dakota online. You can get 10% off with a special code that I have forgotten. But I'm sure if I stall long enough, I might be able to find it with the power of eventually. (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to find it now. Oh, my God. So... No, it's it's my phone. Isn't it JI twenty two? I think it's JI something. Uh, if, uh, JI SIS. No, that's not the right one. No. It's J- <laughs> 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 oh, oh, JI says, 
Christ oh, is my God. just kidding. The flags. Um, uh, but while Ben's looking that up, uh, we will talk about the uh, about the trip up to uh, the marker game to retain the rock tailgate. Anybody who is interested, um, we will put the the link in the chat. Um, anybody who wants to go, I think they have a hundred spots. It includes, uh, tickets and a round trip bus to Fargo with the pregame at B-dubs with food provided. Um, you'll purchase your own drinks, but I know, um, talking to Thomas, who's putting this together, it is brought to us by, um, first bank of trust and the Brookings, um, chamber of commerce. Uh, they're the ones putting this on. Uh, they were taught they're getting a tent for the tail for the parking lot as well. So we'll be able to like tailgate outside in a tent, which is going to be sweet while we do our live broadcast. Matt Frazee is going to be on with us live. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And they did mention that they um, might be getting a couple kegs out there. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, you can see that we have the schedule on there. Leave at like seven, seven fifteen in the morning on the buses Um well, final head count of 7.15. Buses leave at 7.20. 10.30, get to B-dubs, um, tailgate and party and all that stuff right across the street from the shopping mall. And then 2.30 is when the kickoff is. And then 30 minutes after the game's over, bus back. You don't even have to worry about driving. Don't have to worry about weather. Don't have to worry about nothing. Come up. Your ticket's included. I believe it is $100 for a ticket, which for... All of that is ludicrously cheap. So just go on there, click on the register, uh, and get yourself a spot on that. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be our first uh, live on location pod, which will be probably a, an, a disaster. <laughs> it's going to be an amazing disaster. Thomas is excited to have at. us on. That man <laughs> is out of his mind to be this excited for the mess we're going to bring. <laughs> but it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to have a lot of a lot of talk. So it'll be a good time. I did find that promo code. It's JI22. That is what for did I say? Cottonwood Coffee Bistro. Cottonwood Online Coffee, order. You get 10%, 10 off, off of orders $10 or more. Cottonwood mm -hmm. Coffee. Uh, of course and of course i screwed that up why wouldn't i screw up an actual read we have but um also drake's place up in bottle south dakota if you ever swinging by that part of the country make sure you get in there um honestly a town that small doesn't even i don't want to say deserve but like it's kind of out of line to have that sort of good that good of food in a small town like that at the convenience store gas station have it all hey, i mean small that's town crazy. people like good food too bud hey i you know what i grew up in a small town and you know where there was food that good at your family's gas station somewhere else not there they didn't even have food so they, they had roller dogs for a minute and then they stopped doing it so some other oh, place had the good food i wish i they got better food options than del rapids does and and we i'm like campaigning to have him open a drake's place in del rapids i right. looked at it at one time i do know should we like crowdsource that can we do that crowdsource a drake's place should <laughs> can we get him to replace um, the old place on the corner or just like take over casey's i already volunteered to just preemptively demolish it for him with fire and he's never <laughs> taken me up on that yet we gotta work on it no we want a drake's place before we want a quick trip quick trip's coming 
to Sioux Falls, and I'm excited about it. But they're not one of our sponsors yet, yet. because as we find <laughs> out, if we do enough stupid crap on this podcast, we get sponsored for 50 Butter Burgers and our Scoopy <laughs> tokens, and that's freaking awesome. Because um, who doesn't love a Butter Burger? Who, if you don't, you're a bad person, and you or should move somewhere else. Or you know what? I went. I actually went to the golf course tonight, and we yeah. and the boys ate there. You don't and say. had some cheese curds. They didn't even hold a match to Culver's cheese curds. Those I things do. are so good. Culver's, Culver's cheese curds are Culver's ranch is the good good too. Mm. Oh yeah. You want, you want to know why Culver's cheese curds are good? Because they're fresh. Because they're Wisconsin cheese curds. You heathens. Jesus. That was an easy one. That was a softball. God, Are you saying there's something wrong right. with the local cheese producers? I'm saying they don't have as good a cheese curds. I will die on that hill until they sponsor us. Do you have any of the Wisconsin cheese curds in your pocket currently? No. <laughs> I don't. I, I stay am fresh ashamed of you. They wouldn't squeak anymore. Should we address um, Justin's question? The, the, the important questions. Uh, uh, will Brendan have chocolate milk or will he have to switch to a chocolate stout for the live podcast? Uh, yes. Mm, yes no uh, I, you know how many mm. ounces of chocolate milk will you have on the way to fargo well there's a bathroom on the oh, bus so. you're allowed to drink on the bus i forgot to bring that up i don't Woo. know if you read that yeah bring a cooler it says on the thing pull that back up um i'm pretty sure you can drink on the bus uh, i will have to confirm with thomas but it's like it, i'm 90 sure it said bring like bring a cooler if you scroll up Food provided, individuals will purchase their own drinks. Uh, I could have we'll sworn that. We'll Maybe not. That. I feel now like if I brought my cooler, nobody could walk down the center of the bus. Yes, he's he's on. Thomas says that's the plan. Woo, this is going to be the tits. Thomas oh, Dunn, thanks awesome. for joining us, sir. Thank you, plan. sir. He is nice. the man, the myth, the legend, getting it all together. Anybody want his, uh, I, anybody want his personal number? I told him I'd give it out. No. <laughs> 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 uh oh no uh, son says the golf course cheese curds were like chicken that's see not good. that's not what we're shooting for in cheese curds that's right yeah there goes um, the chance of great life sponsoring our podcast right so much for that hey chris um, howard if you yeah, get on if you chris get on the howard bus we will get you a spotted cow yeah how about that and I won't be in Wisconsin anytime soon to get some good cheese curds and you know what save it with the Ellsworth like god Okay. So many people but, are like, "Oh, have Ellsworth dairy?" No, it's they're not. They're they're decent. They're decent, but like. And when we're talking know. cheese curds, are we talking fried or just like cheese cheese curds? Both. Yes. Okay. Both. So, mm-hmm. I will. All the above. The freshest cheese makes the best fried cheese curds. And I'll, I don't want. I don't want your flavored cheese curds. I'll go to bat for Dimmick cheese curds. The no, the they're mediocre. They're absolutely. But good. you have to get them from Dimmick. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I have to go to Dimmick because I've had the Dimmick cheese curds and I was. Yeah, you're getting them from a gas station. We'll make a road trip. We'll go. I was meh at best. If I'm doing a road trip, I'm going to Dimmick to get. We'll go to Dimmick to get cheese curds for an appetizer, and then we'll drive to Bottle. Bottle. (laughs) (laughs) It's just on the way. (laughs) Oh my god! It's not even close. (laughs) Maybe if you're traveling from my house, (laughs) right? A little ways out of the way south still, but. Darren Amick asks if anybody has seen Ben on the news. 
No, but I have seen Brendan on all the Midco ads. Yeah, yeah, I've been on in the a, Midco ads. What the hell in is that? In a game we wish we didn't remember. Yeah, the one, you know, uh, that was, I believe, from immediately prior to that, which is, we're not going to talk about what it was prior to. It's not important. But I did make them, I made it onto the Midco ad. I can't actually, Does this mean Chris Howard's going to make the trip? He says yes. I think he's, hey. Hey, is this a spot? Oh, yes. Is that what he's talking yeah. about? Well, I maybe I don't know. I don't know. Possibly um, you. I was on the news and I do have to plug. If anybody likes electric vehicles, come to the fairgrounds tomorrow from four to seven. I have my uh through my company, Sioux Valley Energy, electric vehicle event. It's gonna be awesome. You can come test drive and see really? electric vehicles. So and I can tell really? you that Ben's a great co-pilot on a test drive. Oh, yeah, because I drove that car, right? Same car. Oh yeah, you came to the Hartford event. Okay, right. gosh, man. No, I guess I, I, I guess I'm forgettable. And I thought and, oh, we were friends. Jesus. You know, maybe, I'm go maybe Matt was right when he's like, well, "We're not even friends." Easy dudes don't even know. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> we thought I've given a lot of people test drives. Okay. Yeah, unbelievable. See how forgettable we are. I was on the news, and you if know, you, if you guy watch gets... it, go to. <laughs> Shut guy up. gets on the news and he just forgets the people who so, got him. So, Unbelievable. Go watch the Kelvin clip. And she she was like videoing while I was driving. She's like, just act like I'm not here. And the camera was like uh, this close to my face. <laughs> was, just, just pretend there's not something I, almost I, touching I, your eyeball. I just envision... <laughs> Ben driving and then like camera like shows up right next to his face. He's oh, I was like, I was trying not to look over, but it was awkward. <laughs> oh, anyway. that's fantastic. Anyways, on let's, to football. Let's recap our picks from last week. Yeah. Holy crap, it's been 42 minutes. Yeah. We're not well, even halfway there. That's what happens when you have a pro on. Like time flies like right. Nothing. What, we, we can't go all wax on about this and go for an hour and a half. Well, and we're not going to go real far because... You're I'm mad gonna... that we go long. Dustin and the boys. Dustin, go Will, and Brandon. Long? Them boys got some time in them. Not, it's not bad. It's good. But they, they're they a long... I don't want to have a long podcast contest with them. Ben's son's watching yeah. this. It's almost his bedtime. we got to hustle it up, I guess. Exactly. Oh, Jesus. We do have to get her going here. Um, I was going to check and see if I can get it up. Um, it's true. Is that so, on your Tinder profile? <laughs> but, well, let's not call that out. Um, I don't have one of those. Liar. Uh, bet. We don't, find you it. know what? Not, no, now is a bad time. A bad, no. It is a bad time. No. Best Sorry, time. that just Chad. came out no. naturally there. Oh, no! It's too late! What? <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no. We're just razzing him. We're just razzing him. Oh, uh, we were kidding. We were, we're kidding. just razzing him. <laughs> oh, my God. This is... Oh, Ben's not going to want to do the podcast anymore. He's getting strays from Dustin. And now he's going to have to deal with this when he drops the kids off. I didn't even see what Dustin said. I was trying to pull up some lines. Oh, that was, that was, that was the mustache comment. Like a couple, like, like oh yeah, that, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. 
All right. That was amazing. Look like a guy uh, with a softball league and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Let's move on. Let's move on. It was two for three. I don't have a. T- I don't have an outline that I can follow. So you don't yeah. need one. Show the guide us. Five. Guide us. Our oh Yoda of the picks. Actually, let me recap the picks before you show the top twenty five. Don't pull it up. Yet. Okay. All right. uh, recap picks. Uh, Montana State. Uh, somehow won thirty eight to thirty five. I didn't see. Did you watch this game? What what game? Montana, Montana State. State. Dude, I watched so much FCS football. I watched from eleven well, o'clock what... until the end of the Weaver UC Davis game. So I yes, I did it. watch some of that game. Yes, I absolutely did. That game was bonkers. Malat got hurt, so Montana State just decided, well, guess we're an option team now, and ran the ball. 50 billion times for like 350 yards. Yeah. They didn't run triple option. I mean, it was, I was exaggerating on that, but like, yeah, they ran the hell out of the ball. And then there was a hugely controversial interception. It was crazy at the end of the game. I can't even explain it to you. Um, It's along the lines of that uh, insane catch. I think it was Donald driver made on Monday night football, like before replay. Mm -hmm. If you remember that one way back, like, Mm -hmm. It was insane. And then Montana State, I think they scored after that or they iced the game away after that, one of the two. I mean, and, yeah, that was crazy. Two rushers over 150 yards, which is stupid, yeah. considering yeah. they've got like three injured running backs. Right. Uh, but anyway, yeah, once Malat went down, I thought that I thought they'd for sure lose that game. But they came back to win by three. Uh, they covered the minus two and a half spread. We did not get that one. Womp, womp. Um, you and I beat Western Illinois easily. Blame Kyler to, Neal. 52 to 17. <laughs> um, we both picked you and I. Southern Illinois took care of business. They went to, or they, no, they had, UND came to them. They beat them 34 to 17, which is convincing. Southern Illinois seems to have some momentum. Yeah. Um, NDSU wins 34 to 17. That game was you interesting. You didn't say who had the picks in the Southern Illinois game. Why not? Uh, because I picked Southern Illinois. And you picked UND. Oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah, I would agree with that. Unfortunate. Um, but yeah, to the NDSU USD game, that game was a bit interesting in halftime. It was. It absolutely it, was. Uh, That's what it wasn't. Yeah, and then it turned out to not be so much. Uh, but yeah, it, USD was up 17 to 10 at halftime, and mm-hmm. then they just didn't score any more points after that. Um. Did- did, did you see the shade uh, Jeff Kolpak threw at the start of that game? <laughs> Remember how they got all the way down to Vermillion and the game got canceled? <laughs> so Jeff Kolpak in the spring, and they mm-hmm. canceled it like yeah. after NDSU came down. So Jeff yeah. Kolpak was like, I'm pleased to announce there actually is a game this week. Oh, nice. That's happening. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Um, yeah, that was really close at half. And then NDSU realized, hey, they don't have any way of stopping a rush that goes straight down their throats. So that they just fed them Hunter Loop game until they puked. And that was that game. Yep. And then SDSU obviously took care of business against Missouri State, winning 128 to 14 and covered. I went four and one on the week, which is pretty good. Myself on the back. That's, That's pretty real good. good. 
You went mm-hmm. three and two, so I gained another one on you. I'm Not 16 bad. and 17 overall. You're 17 and 16 overall. Ah, I still got um, the winning record. Yep, but the footsteps are getting closer. Yeah, that's what you think. Just toying yeah. with you like a cat <laughs> and mouse. So let's pull up the you got the top 25. Look at this guy. He's oh, look at him. God, he is sharp. He is sharp today. So we've got the FCS Fans Nation top 25. Um, NDSU is still setting number one. We're setting number three. Um, and then Missouri State dropped down to number nine. Didn't drop out of the top 10, which rightfully so. I mean, they're not going to um, drop out of the top 10 for losing to us. But um, at least this isn't uh, BMAX top 10 because then we'd have something to talk about. But um, if you saw some of us complain about it on Twitter. But uh, yeah. no, it's, it is what it is. Um, let's see. <laughs> uh, so we've got three in the top 10 from Missouri Valley. If you go to the rest of it, Chad, what do we got? I think there's only one other team in the top 25. Southern Illinois is at number 20. And that's all we've got from Missouri Valley. So it's an interesting year this year. Um, yes, yeah, a so- fun year. Yeah, as Dustin mentioned, Sock Lukey, he's he's having a time the last two weeks. Uh, we'll see how that how that uh, continues. But um, you know, it'd be interesting to see, like it, you know, if it keeps going this way, is this the year that the Missouri Valley only gets like four? You know what I mean? Like, right. Uh, it could be. I mean, when's the last time Missouri Valley didn't get five? I think it's been uh, a while. It's been a little while. I think the Valley on legitimately gets four this year. I don't think they get five. And some of that is because I think top to bottom, you, you like think if you average the conference, it's down a little bit. But um, that and some teams have just come out of nowhere. Like Incarnate Word, nobody was really expecting them to be phenomenal. Right. Um, you know, but no, 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 no. Um, that's our comments right now. Um, and then southeastern Louisiana, like I don't didn't really expect them. Austin P is playing well. UT Martin's been pretty impressive. Holy Cross has been really good, and Fordham, for that matter, put up a hell of a fight. They're averaging like 500 and some yards a game, which is ludicrous. So I think there's just a lot of quality across the FCS that maybe we didn't see coming. Right. Yeah. My, my interesting comment was more in like in the Valley, you know, when, oh, sorry. It, whether it's, I got it, excited. It, like, is it top heavy more than it has been in a while? Yes. Um, because, you know, outside of NDSU and SDSU, like it kind of seems like teams are beating up on each other a little bit and we don't really know. I mean, Missouri state's probably that third, third still, um, and then after that, you know, is it SIU? Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, USD, UNI? Uh, you know, I don't, it's kind of hard to tell after that. Well, yeah, I think uh, really if you, you can point at two programs that have made the difference when it comes to that, UNI and Illinois State. Like, right. And then Southern Illinois doing what they did to start the offseason. Now nobody knows what to do with them. Right. And Illinois State is a dumpster fire, and UNI does not look nearly anything like UNI normally does right now. So, 
you know, you knock out two teams that are generally solid programs from a conference, that's going to take a big blow for any conference's standings. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, yeah, like Randy says here, nobody can play defense other than NDSU and SDSU. I mean, you're not wrong. Like, it's right, which is kind of crazy, you know. And the Missouri Valley used to pride themselves on defense, and now we're, I mean, other than NDSU and SDSU, we're looking like the big sky or something. <laughs> right. Um, which is weird to see. But, all right. Well, uh, outside of that, I will check one more time. But unfortunately, the lines have not been posted. Come on, this week <sighs> we will have to post so our picks to Twitter. Yeah, we'll post them, but it's just like, I mean, how how can't you just pick this? the games? Just do a pick them, like straight away. Yeah, we can we do can pick them and then go week. back and do the lines. We can like, do our record would be line. stupid if we could just do a pick them. Well. Yeah, these won't. Whatever we do here won't count towards Don't our record. Count. Our official yeah. record will be posted on Twitter. Um, okay. But we could either pick them straight up, or we could guess the line Ooh. and see see how close we can get. So uh, the first matchup this week is Missouri State goes to UND. I'll start. I think in this one, Missouri State is favored by like 10. And I think Missouri State has a bounce back win and wins by uh, quite a bit. I think Missouri State's going to be favored by five and a half. Hmm. Um, but I do think they win, but I'd probably take UND in the points. Really? <laughs> Dustin's going to make hey, up the line. Dustin, yeah. Hey, you appreciate you in. jumping in, buddy. Missouri State plus 11. I think, Holy he balls. Minus, I think he means minus 11. <laughs> we got to pick a team. <laughs> it's not ideal when the guy doing lines is pulling that on the first one. <laughs> All right. What's that? Missouri State plus 11. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're going to lose by 11, Dustin. I think he means minus 11. Mm. Anyway. Whoopsie poopsie. There he is. Well, I'll minus take locks by minus 11. Um, you're saying you take the UND plus eleven. We're getting yeah. our pluses and minuses yeah. confused. Now, ah, ah, I say holy balls, son. <laughs> Who says holy balls? <laughs> I've said that before, <laughs> son. <laughs> anyway, um, and now he has two daddies. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Youngstown. Oh, oh my God. This is off the rails. Uh, Youngstown State going to NDSU. I think NDSU will be favored by 16 and a half. And I will take NDSU in this one. I think NDSU is going to be favored by 23. Ooh. And I think NDSU is going to win, but I would take Youngstown State all day with the points because. And DSU struggles stopping the run. And the Penguins got McLaughlin, who is an animal. So I think they'll actually be able to keep it close. And they're going to sell out to stop the run. And Cam Miller has struggled loosening up other teams that have sold out on the run on them. So I think Youngstown State's actually going to be able to stick with them a little bit. So I will take the Penguins to keep it close. What is with... 
the oh they just had one bye week okay so they had oh they were on bye last week okay never mind must be nice having bye weeks yeah that would be nice that's pretty cool Justin says plus 24 for Youngstown State uh, closer to what you had so um, next matchup we got is Indiana State going to Northern Iowa I would guess that Northern Iowa is probably a six-point favorite in this one. That's about where I was at. And I think I'll take Northern Iowa in that one as well. Uh, they looked pretty good, pretty good against Western Illinois last week, which isn't hard to do, but um, I think they keep it, keep it up. Yeah, and I think they're going to roll over Indiana State as well because the trees are not good. They're, they're going to get smoked. Dustin thinks it's plus nine. Um, yeah, Indiana State, they lost to Montana 49 to 14. Um, Yuch. Yikes. Then again, you and I got spanked at home by Sac State. They did. But um, Southern Illinois goes to Illinois State. Um, this one, I mean, after Ooh. Southern Illinois' last two games, that. It'll be an interesting spread. I think it's not going to be as high as you think it would be. I'll predict Southern Illinois minus three. Really? I You think it's going to be higher probably? I think it's going to be really high because Illinois State's awful, and I think Southern Illinois is going to be overvalued because of the Northwestern win and then their win last weekend. So I'm going to say Southern Illinois is going to be favored by – 14 or 15 points. We're way off on that one. Yeah, Dustin says plus 13. I don't know. Well, we'll find uh, out. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, If Illinois State's that much of an underdog, I'd probably take Illinois State there. Illinois State sucks out loud. Mm, I don't know. I I just don't – I don't know if I trust Southern Illinois is my thing. I am going to have faith in the Sock Lukey. Yeah, that's true. You don't don't bet. We shall not never bet against Sock Lukey. Sock Lukey. And then we've got Western Illinois going to SDSU, which somehow, luckily, I ended up getting this line, and but then it's gone now. Um, they got to be. We've got to be favored by more than we were against Butler. What? I genuinely think Butler could beat Western Illinois. What were we favored against Butler? 52. It was like 52. You think yeah. we're favored by more than 52? Yeah. That's how bad Western Illinois has been. Well, then you should put a mortgage payment on this because SDSU, based on the line that they had up shortly, was 31 and a half point favorites. Oof. That's a, you know, Dustin was close. He guessed 33 and a half. Um, let me say, I hope we got to, I think, as SDSU in this game, because we haven't talked about this game at all. Um, I think you got to – I want the offense come out and defense come out, prove a point like the first and second quarter, and then treat this as the Butler game and use it as a mini bye week because with not having a bye week, USD, NDSU coming up, and then UND with no bye in between all that, it's going to be hugely important for the starters to come out and absolutely hammer these guys. Like it's a must so that we can get everybody rest and get people healthy. Like it's not a, you can't afford 
cannot afford to come out and let him hang around and then have to put it away in the third or fourth quarter. You got to lay the hammer down right away. So, yeah, that's uh, crazy. So that that line, that's actually a tough line to pick. Um, 31 and a half? Yeah, it's... Yeah, I'll take SDSU on that one. I don't like it. I My think... wife coming in with some betting advice here. Look at her go. Pretty solid. Your wife? Yeah. I'm just waiting for Brendan. Give yeah. up. That's not what you said. <laughs> Shut up, Chad. <laughs> uh, just give up. Ouch. Okay. Ariel says no on the 52 because we'll put our second and third string in just like the Butler game. If it gets that bad, give us some points. Uh <laughs> Dustin says we need to hang in 98 points on them like they're at NAI school that you had to schedule because your former opponent backed out of their game last minute. Yeah, Dustin's team, uh, Stephen F. Austin, um, scored 98 points last yeah, week. I think they, we, we've all been there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we have been there, so like I'm not too hard on them. That's uh, that'll happen. I mean, you got to yeah. keep playing your backups. But, um, uh, no, I, I think that we have a chance to win this game by a bigger spread than we did against Butler, just because it is Western Illinois. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think we'll feel as bad whooping them. Uh, Right. I think that we see the starters go into uh, the mid to late third quarter. And I think we're up by, oh, geez. I think it's going to be like 45 to 7 at that point. Um, and then I think our backups come in and still still win the rest of the game. So I will take if, – if that spread is right, I will take SDSU there. I think we win by at least 35. Um, I'll go with a final score of like 52 to 7. Randy wow. Jacobs says, good guys, 45 to 3. I like it. Um, I think mm-hmm. Matt on the other on the A team was predicting a shutout, which I'd love to see. I mean, it's just yep. just continue our defensive dominance. Um, as you were talking about earlier, they've just been lights out, good. Um, so continue that train. Keep uh, keep chugging on offense. Kind of get that run game going a little bit. Um, I think I'd like to see a little more consistency on the offensive line. Um, mm-hmm. Opening up some holes in the run game. Pass protection's been awesome. Uh, Mark hasn't really had to like run for his life at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been great. But, you know, if we can open up some run lanes, running lanes, let uh, Isaiah Davis and Amar Johnson's do their thing. Um, that'll be good to see. Yeah, I want to see, um, you know, Mark obviously s- stay hot like he is. And what I really, really want to see more than that is Amar and Isaiah both to rip off long ones. That's mm-hmm. what I really want to see. Um, and that'll tell me that the line is where it needs to be. Cause it's not that everybody's having a bad game or anything on the O line. It's just like that one guy's not quite holding this block long enough for one guy. And it's not the same guy all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole unit for a reason. So it'd be nice to see a couple big, big runs happen. So, yeah. And 
Oh right. my God. What's he up? has made it on guest hey. appearance. Dustin Helton, the Rev, chilling on a couch. He's the guy that's been on every pod. Why not be He's, on ours? I, I, such a pod or his Twitter tagline is his <laughs> podcast or so you know like, were you I, cheap at least. I was I was just sitting here on my couch watching y'all and then the, like the room spun. The next thing I know I'm backstage. I'm not quite sure how this happened. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. We know it, guys. His name rhymes with uh, Sil uh, Rosby. <laughs> so, uh, Dustin, what's your what's your prediction for the SDSU game? Um, seeing as how I have openly said you guys are the best team in the nation right now, um, I said 31 and a half points. I think you guys win by 35, to be honest with you. The Western Illinois is terrible. Um, you'll be playing your second string and I don't think you'll hang 98, but you'll you'll hang a good amount on them, and they're not going to score on you. I Which say 35. We appreciate, by the way, if you didn't catch yeah. Dustin on the SCS Fans Nation pod, he so filled in filled in for Kyler honorably and represented SDSU well because um, he was uh, banging that drum for SDSU. That was for sure. I am the poor man, Kyler. <laughs> well, he, he is our spring SDSU fan, remember? Yeah, so. I I realized I had a I had my SDSU shirt in my closet. I should have wore it, but I was wearing the Jack Rabbit Illustrated hat instead. And I don't want to, you know, be too on the nose with it. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's repping for the team though. Spreadshot in bio. Yeah. <laughs> shop has been posting already. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, uh, no, God, I had a comment for. T- and I forgot it already. Oh, it's a shame. I was kidding. I just uh, thought there's no way we can do an hour and a half or more unless we bring the professional on. Listen, right? The guy with experience. <laughs> listen, Brendan complained because last year we I never had my podcast on audio, so he yeah, never had anything listen. He never had anything to listen to, and now this year that we have it on, you know, Spotify and Apple, I wanted to make sure you had something to listen to. So I appreciate hour and a half for hour and a half or more. That's what we're going. We're Okay, this is pre-binge watching Netflix. We're going for a full movie each week. You're getting the full thing, okay? Hey, man, I, I dig it, dude. I'm all about the long-form podcast. I listen to Dan Carlin all the time, so I mean, Dan Carlin, keep awesome. it up. Those are like oh. five, six hours. So, which, by the no, way, I, if you like history, listen to those. Those are sick. I, unfortunately, I think we're going to get shorter as we get in, more in the conference play, just because we're going to. The first one we had like ten games, twelve games to cover, and now we're down to, you know. <laughs> five so yeah that'll that'll shorten it up a little bit for you and i'm running and i'm running out of game ideas to quiz them on those heathens who don't know anything about the fcs (laughs) yeah yeah you got to check out uh uh dustin quizzing those co-hosts uh brandon and uh siller Siller. see i won't lie to you brendan i was gonna go on twitter while you're uh, recording this and say hey uh joe de leon brendan's on twitter you should start tagging him like start counting numbers again <laughs> brendan's a professional he just i haven't got all the way off. through their pod this week did they bring that up yes they did uh, you're the hack, the you through. are the hack of the week my friend Congratulations. <laughs> oh jeez. yes life goal That's achieved awesome. <laughs> ryan jensen wants to know uh is next week's special guest going to be the cardboard rev who i think <laughs> resides be. in south Could dakota be. it's yeah. the word on the street he might come out of hiding we'll have to take him along to ndsu yeah, yeah that's, that's what i'll say take it take him yeah take him to fargo <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might as well. 
Ron Lowney defeated there. Ron Lowney also wants to mention Chris uh, now working for Idaho, so that's pretty pretty cool. And yep. Yeah. Congrats Shout to out Chris, Chris. Hammond. Yeah. Catching everybody up on all the FCS Fans Nation hosting news. <laughs> right. <laughs> Brought to you by Shenanigans Pub. The best place to watch away games if you don't make it to the NDSU game. Yeah, true. That would that will be a good spot to watch watch the NDSU game from. Um and it is the we're still calling it the Fade Brendan Get Rich segment. Um, even though he does have a winning record for now. Uh, but yes, it is that segment pre- presented yeah. by Shenanigans Pub, uh, the best place to go watch away games. So if I want to check them out, we get to change the name to what I what I wanted to call it. Last what about week. Ben's FCS Lock of the Week? What's that going to be? We had we didn't do that last week, did we? That's unfortunate. No. The, the, well, I tried putting it up there, but you guys don't the, pay attention to me. The uh, our parlay of the week is that what you're talking parlay about? Parlay of the week, easy money parlay of the week. <laughs> yeah. Ah, well, shoot, we almost would have. We probably would have hit it last week if we would have done one. What, what odds do we put on getting a fifty butter burger this week? Ooh, it's got to be the NDSU game, right? Or our no, game? No, I'm just our, like, our game. Our game. NDSU uh, versus Youngstown. Give me a higher chance than us versus Western Illinois. Do you not have any faith? I'll in be, us? I'm sorry, I just came out right away. I'll be disappointed if we don't score a fifty butter burger. And yes. I will go to Culver's and celebrate after with a Butterburger if we get a 50 Butterburger. Dustin, Absolutely. who's UIW play this week? Are they going to get a 50? Oh, God. Um, I think they might have a bye. I don't know who they play. But after, I mean, after the, they're going to, whoever they play in the rest of the Southland Conference, they're going to run through. They've already had their toughest game and they lost it. The rest that of the conference was, sucks. That game was insane, <laughs> by the way. I didn't there was five that. seconds left. I tweet out, this game's o- going to OT. Dude, that was insane. <laughs> and they're what, on their own 35? Yeah, and 35, 40, yeah. decides to go no safety coverage. Oh, he slipped. Back, but... And he then slipped. he slips, and they get yeah. roasted for a touchdown to lose it. Right. It's insane. Freshman quarterback, Covered too, zero. came in. Yeah. Freshman quarterback who came in because Cephas, uh, Cephas Johnson got injured and came in and won that game. Like, just absolutely insane. Absolutely insane to watch. I, I was going to ask you, Rev, do you – I assume you don't have Culver's down there. Have you ever had Culver's? I have never had Culver's in my life. I oh. hate to I hate oh, to man. say that I'm a heathen, oh. but the, I've – and I will add on this, I have never been to the great Dakotas. I've been to Minnesota, and, and uh, that's probably the closest I've been. So I got Culver's it's, it's, I mean, I haven't. Uh, come on, I'm going on corporate money. We don't, we're not eating at Culver's. So, no offense to Culver's. It's just they, <laughs> they, uh, they, he's, they at, put, he's eating at Fogo to Chow. Food. You know, $60 all you can eat Brazilian drink don't, yeah. just dinner. Don't get, you know? don't get me wrong. There's sometimes, I mean, I would kill for some good drive through. But no, I, I, um, I'm planning looking at games next year and I'm planning on being up in the area. So, I plan on hoping for a buttery sort of game. So, I'm going to get a butter burger. There you yes. go. I like it. Yeah, you need to come Although up for the that. Dakota marker might be a better game than a fifty-dollar burger. I'm trying, so I'm. That's the weekend I'm looking at to go. So I'm, I'm trying to be there. If for some reason something comes up, because already looking at the dates, I know I have. I already know I have work stuff around it. I'm going to try to get to an earlier, more buttery sort of game. But nice. I'm planning on coming. Hell Sweet. yeah! Love it. Love yep. it. Looking forward to that. All right. Well. For the Western Illinois game this weekend, we will be tailgating bright and early. The game's at 2 o'clock. Tailgating opens at 9. 
Uh, yep. We'll be tailgating the same spot as always in the library lot right next to the porta potties and the alumni tent. Um, come mega come, tent again this week. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll be there That's for right. a mega tent. Yep. No, no doubt about it. So stop on by, have a beer, have some food. Well, I'm sure we'll be cooking something good. So with that, as always, Dustin, you want to join us? Go big, go blue, go, go Jacks. Jack. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We would also like to thank our title sponsors, Drake's Place of Bottle and Cottonwood Coffee of Bistro of Brookings. We would also like to thank our silver-leveled sponsors, Shenanigans Sports Bar and Grill in Sioux Falls and Culver's of Brookings and Watertown. And as always, go Jazz!